Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to ServicePatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Meringatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws with monkey sounds in there called good. The old like Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. Happy Monday, everybody. Dusty Hera, uh, still no Danny Meringue, but I got a Jeff Rust back. How you doing, my man? Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy. Uh, Danny is uh, still out. He actually did come in today. He came in. Yeah, and, he was uh, here for a little while. Yeah, we had the cough. We had uh, a lot of coughing, and I was like, I appreciate you being here. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. I did. But if we were to go three hours with the way that he has a upper respiratory uh, infection, yeah, that's no fun. That's not good. Yeah. No, no, no. So it's like a it's a it's a cough that he is uncontrollable at this point, and I feel Which, I feel for him. Yeah, that could be kind of rough when you got to talk for a living. Yeah, it'd be tough on coughing. him. It'd be tough on uh, listeners, you know, to hear coughing yep. for three hours. So uh, I said, you know, I don't think today's the day, bud. And so we made we made the call. Uh, he wants to be back here, mm-hmm. but we are we we press on. Yes, and we're we're actually on the radio this time. Hey, that's good. Yeah, I saw there was maybe some issues the other day. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. We were streaming. So uh, if you missed any of those that that streams those streams, dude, we nailed it. Yeah, nailed all of the nailed, nailed all of divisional round. I'm always thankful when I'm not here for those problems. Well, uh, there's nothing you could have done. Yeah. There's so, nothing that anybody could have done. I just would have been a sweaty, anxious mess, panicking back here, but, you know. That's different. Valid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, are you, you're feeling better? You're you're back? Uh, yeah. What's, I'm, I'm what's wrong with you? What is wrong? Is Will Ortner poisoning right? everybody here? No kidding. No, I did. I had the urgent care last week after okay. not being good for a week and a half. And, yeah, they said a, a, a sinus infection. Plus some other sort of secondary infection, dude. What are you licking so. toilet seats? What's going on? <laughs> what what is happening? Two small us? children at home. Yeah, well, same thing. <laughs> I guess one's not so small, but yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Antibiotics, and so we're back here giving it a go. Good lord. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're back, and hopefully, I don't have an uncontrollable coughing fit at some point today. That was not reassuring as you almost started coughing <laughs> right? right as you were saying that. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we we will press on. We got a lot that we got to discuss because uh, divisional round of the NFL playoffs was awesome. Uh, we had we have a, a lot of college football stuff, too. Is Jim Harbaugh still coaching at Michigan? I think so. Last I heard. Are we sure? Yeah. I mean, well. Are we sure? I don't think for much longer. It just kind of seems like he he's like Bill Belichick. He's like a free agent coach now. <laughs> yeah. He's doing yeah. interviews everywhere. Yeah. Going back to the Chargers for a second time, reportedly this week. Yeah, he's going to have like immunity clauses in his uh, in his new deal <laughs> if he goes back to Michigan. It's like, wait, you can't do 
Even if it's something that crosses the line. So Harbaugh's going to be out there like murdering people and they're going to be like, can't fire me. <laughs> Sign that deal, Michigan. Right. I'm a Michigan man. <laughs> it's like a made man at this point. It is like the mafia. Michigan's turning into the mob. He's just sitting there like, hey, who's the captain now? I'm the captain. <laughs> I'm the captain. Yeah. Um, and then we have Ohio State is is done with Michigan. That is becoming abundantly clear. They are spending, like, is nobody paying attention to this besides Lane Kiffin, who's getting his news from? I don't know where Lane Kiffin is getting <laughs> his news from, but, like, Ohio State is apparently just paying everybody. Like, yeah. hey, come on down. Yeah. We got the open checkbook. We're done with Michigan beating us. We're out. <laughs> we got Bill O'Brien now and uh, Ryan Day. We're not going to go through this anymore. So we got college football, and then Caitlin Clark, um, we have to discuss Caitlin Clark today. Yeah, we'll get there. Did people notice a, America's Sweetheart and what happened to, uh, yesterday? I, I, I finally had to look up the video this morning. I had not seen it yet. It's pretty bad. It's, I mean... Wait, hold on. I, I got a question first. Yeah. Is Caitlin Clark European and we just don't know it? Because <laughs> that, that, was, that was floppy. Yeah, that was. We, yeah. we had an egregious flop that needs to be discussed That today. could be, you know, perhaps be like, you know, uh, uh, now first-generation American, perhaps, you know. Oh, okay. Descendants of immigrants, perhaps. Yeah, maybe right? big soccer family. Yeah. Do we know, is there soccer in her family? Is it in the bloodline? Because well, it was, uh, it, that was a bad flop like yeah. yesterday. Well, she didn't get taken off on a stretcher or a wheelchair or anything, right? So. I The way... She, the way she fell, I don't know. Maybe it could have helped. And the way that everybody rushed to her aid, it was like, well, nobody actually saw what happened. Uh, because either that or that Ohio State fan, they need to throw some of that NIL money at her to play linebacker. Because <laughs> she just laid Caitlin Clark out with just a, a shoulder as she was video court storming. Yep. yep. Speaking of falls, it, she yep. didn't go down quite as fast as my wife did the other night, slipping down <gasps> the stairs. Oh. Oh, dude. She went, yeah, she went down like a bag of rocks. Really? Oh, it was so fast. She yeah. was like Mar from Home Alone. She was heading out to go take my my parents some food up at their place. Okay. And, uh, yeah, stepped on the step and just down. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bruised, bruised, broken butt and everything. Wait, bruised or broken butt? Well, it's just bruised, but yeah. It's just a bruise. She's like, I feel like I broke it. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I got yeah. a drop for that. Yeah. I got a drop. Yep. I broke my back spinal. <laughs> back is broken. <laughs> we got two drops. We got Mike Tyson and CJ McCollum. I don't know. I'm trying to find the backyotomy, too. Oh, yeah. We got that one, too. I can't find the backyotomy. Anyway. But is everything okay? Yeah, no, she's good. Yeah. thought she had a, a little bit of a concussion, even perhaps. She wasn't sure if she hit her head on the stairs on the way down, too. But Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was, yeah, she, it was quick. She went down hard. <laughs> Were you in the car watching? No. I was standing at the front door. I was staying home with the kids, and she was just taking some food out to my parents. And, yeah, so I was closing the door behind her, and, yeah down hard oh <laughs> wait so you're telling me your wife fell down the stairs yes okay yes and we'll just take your word for that <laughs> then she ran into a door <laughs> goodness gracious <laughs> well i'm glad she's okay that that ice was no joke no it wasn't yeah yeah you missed uh you missed my story of uh spinning out i was spinning out I heard the story. Oh, you, I was going in circles. I did hear it, yes. Going in, it was not fun. No. I, it was not a fun <laughs> life flashed before my eyes there. But, uh, hey, we're out of it now. And I have something that I'd like to say. For, I'll give you a till Friday, okay? Okay. I'm not going to judge you 
if I usually judge people when it's like 50 degrees outside and it, there are people out there walking around in shorts, I'm not going to judge you this week. You earned it. It was actually cold. I actually walked outside today and I was like, it's actually kind of, it's kind of nice feeling. Yeah. It feels good it out like, here. It's w- warmish. It was like 50 when I left the house this That's morning. That's right. Yeah. So if you're out there rocking shorts, I'm not going to judge you now. I did see a guy walking into QFC, I think it was last night, in shorts and flip-flops. There we go. Yeah. It's like, but, eh, we might be they, well, it's close. I'm not judging. Yeah. I, I lifted my judgment until I mean, Friday. You still got some slush and snow on the ground and. No. We'll go out. All right. We're going to, uh, judgment, hey, this is a judgment-free zone, Okay. Rust. Yeah. Is everybody's. That's not my experience here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a judge. Well, they won't linger. How about that? Okay. Judgments won't linger. They there will be said. I can't help myself, but it's going to happen. But at that point, we will also say you can wear shorts this week outside because I'll be damned if 55 doesn't feel. Like it's seventy. Yeah. When you're when you, after you're coming out of the abyss of it being like fifteen degrees and not getting over thirty two for a week and a half. Yeah, you get out to certain areas and you can tell who's from where when it's when fifty degrees hits. Who's in the shorts and shirts and yeah. who's in like you know the the big puffy I tell you what, coats. It is. You want to you want an experience? Take your butt down to Disneyland. Oh yeah. In like February, and. Like if you're looking at the weather and it's gonna rain, yeah, you'll have the time of your life. Absolutely. I mean, it. it nobody. It, no lines for rides. People are like scurrying under cover. Yeah. And then, I kid you not, my wife and I did this before we had kids. We went. We were at Disneyland, and it was the best experience ever. It was like 65, like a little, like, and I'm talking minimal drizzle, right? Mm-hmm. The only people in the park. And I, I mean this, uh-huh. that we're just walking normal pathways. They were wearing Oregon, yeah. Washington, Oregon State, Washington State, Seahawks. Yep. I mean, that. Th- that's sense. they were all like wearing, and I was like, yeah, I know yeah. where you're from. Exactly. Like, Splash Mountain, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Want to go in the front? We can ride right in the front. Right. We're already wet. Yeah. And that was the thing, is that it's like 65, it's a light sprinkle. Yeah. And you go down Splash Mountain, the same thing. Exactly. You know what? You were going to go down Space uh, Splash Mountain when it was just going to be sixty-five and no sprinkles. Right. You're soaking wet anyways. Exactly. Enjoy it. It's like a Northwest paradise. Yes. Out there. Um, all right. That's a little. That's a little pro tip there for all for all you people looking to go to to Disneyland. And plus, it's cheaper to to book down there at that. Like in February, no oh, one's yeah. going out at that time. Uh-uh. You're good. Yeah. Everybody's already been for all the holidays and whatnot. All right. Um, let's get to it. We've got uh, a lot of sporting that we ne- that we need to do today. Um, we have NFL divisional round of the playoffs in the books. What a great – it is a great weekend of football. We yeah. had a – I mean, we had a great – I love that we have two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and it's just good football. You eliminate, you know, the pretenders. Mm-hmm. Now we have our – Final four teams for the NFL postseason. Conference championship games are are locked and loaded. A uh, little bit of disappointment. I have a little. I'm a little disappointed in one game only. I think that Chiefs Bills game. I, I wanted the Bills to win. I think yeah. we all. I think we we all wanted the, the Bills to win. I just needed a field goal, and it would have given me a perfect week. Yeah, but it does give <laughs> us one more thing. You know what it gives us? One more week of Jason Kelsey. Yeah. MVP of the weekend. There we go, yeah. MVP of the damn weekend. Shirtless in the suite. Not 
there's layers to this though (laughs) there is layers to what made jason kelsey the mvp of the weekend sorry lamar jackson Uh, i i really am because i'd love to give it to lamar jackson no it was jason kelsey yeah it wasn't travis kelsey hopping out the window to pound beers he was it was in the he's start to finish he knew the assignment yeah he was in buffalo and he accepted that challenge and he did it around Taylor Swift too, which is the thing I love the most about it. Yeah. Unapologetically, Jason Kelsey. Yep. Even with the world's biggest superstar. Right. And I've got, I took Jason Kelsey notes, damn it. I feel like in my wife is a huge Jason Kelsey fan. Uh huh. I don't really, well, I do know why. I mean, he's an icon. He's a sex symbol. He's, he's Jason Kelsey. Yeah. But now she like listens to the New Heights podcast. She's not even like a Swifty. She's wow. not even like a Taylor Swift fan. She's like, I like that dude. Yeah. <laughs> we watched the the Kelsey documentary on Amazon, mm-hmm. and now she's like, I love him even more. Love his wife. She uh, she listens to the wife's podcast. Gotcha. Ki- Kylie. Okay. She has a podcast. Listens to that. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. I bet. But Jason Kelsey, he became a damn hero. And I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my notes on why he was the MVP this weekend. But I guess we should probably start with something that actually happened on a football field. I guess. I mean, we'll get to it. All right? Rust is back in the building. This is Danny Dusty on the fan. Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. Step inside. Walk this way. You and me, babe. Hey, hey. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, divisional round of the NFL playoffs uh, over the weekend. Incredible football that we had. The conference championship games are set. Surprise, surprise, the Kansas City Chiefs are in it. Sixth straight year. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. Pretty good quarterback, that Pat (laughs) Mahomes is. They will be playing, though, the number one overall seed in the Baltimore Ravens, which I was kind of surprised to to hear this. Of, Of all of the successes that we've seen from the Baltimore Ravens, the fact that this is the first conference championship game that the Baltimore Ravens will ever host. They've never hosted a conference championship game. I think I saw it was the first time Baltimore has hosted one since like 1971. Yeah, 19, yeah, 1970 season. So it would have been in 71, January of 71. Mm -hmm. uh, The Baltimore Colts hosted the um, uh, conference championship game, but they have not, as the Ravens organization, which right. think of the stability and think of just how damn good this this team is, yeah. right? I mean, it is incredible to see. It doesn't matter who is the GM, right? We we said, hey, going from Ozzie Newsom to Eric DaCosta, there's going to be a drop off in their player development, their their drafting of players, and the way that they organize and and build their roster. There's not been. You go from Wink Martindale to Mike Mc, uh, McDonald, not McDaniel. Mike, this is going to get very confusing. We're going from Wink Martindale to to Michael McDonald. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> uh, strong seventies vibes. But if we had a McDonald and a, a Mike McDaniel, in and then we had if jo- thank God Josh McDaniels got fired because right. then we just would have <laughs> we would have just been in a pretzel yes. at this point. Yeah, 
But uh, McDonald, who is a hot name for coaching vacancies, but I don't know if or when those are going to happen because of the fact that his team is so dang good. Mm-hmm. And uh, in-person interviews can now start for these these coaches and coordinators that are in playoffs. So um, it doesn't matter who's coordinating the defense or who the offensive coordinator is because they got they had Greg Roman in there and everybody's like, well, what are you going to do with Lamar Jackson, right? He's not a great downfield thrower. He's one of the worst downfield passers in all of the NFL. Like, and he was historically bad. Uh, he was pushing the ball down the field. Well, here comes Todd Monken in. And John Harbaugh, with not having loyalty to a fault and keeping guys around for too long, knowing when he needs a change, and then identifying guys that'll fit his roster and fit the schemes of complementary football. He brings in Todd Monken and McDonald. And I know this is year two for McDonald, but it's year one for Monken. And they play complementary football all season long. Like, it, it was a thing of beauty. When you think of what complementary football is, and, like, you look at teams like Pittsburgh or, hell, the Iowa Hawkeyes, who you have Kirk Ferentz, who's like, well, wins is the most important statistic. It's like, yeah, uh, but you need to score the football, too. Yeah. And what we saw in that divisional game against the Houston Texans was the epitome of complementary football. They had the bye week, and we always have this rest versus rust conversation, right? Right. The offense... It took them a while to get their wheels running and and to get moving offensively. But what their defense did was they didn't just tread water. They suffocated the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. And as Monken and the offensive staff with Lamar Jackson adjusted to which was a pressure-heavy Houston defense, which we had not seen, and they weren't anticipating that in the first half, you saw the defense of the Baltimore Ravens it, it is scary. Yeah. I mean, and we think of how good, you know, Patrick Mahomes is. And I, this is why I'm excited for the AFC Championship game, because you have the best quarterback in the game right now going up against a defense that is so multiple and does not get enough credit for how good they are. And they absolutely punished the Houston Texans. Houston could not establish a run early. And what is crazy about it, they got better as the game went on. The defense got better after they were basically treading water for their offense to find, all right, okay, catch some rhythm, guys. Let's go. They hold Houston to no offensive touchdowns in the game. Only two times did that happen all season long. Yeah. Week one in the regular season when the Baltimore Ravens did it to him, and then the divisional round of the playoffs where their offense was humming. They had answers for everything. Bobby Slowick did an incredible job getting this team to be the AFC South champions, and then against a really damn good defense, number one defense in the NFL and the Cleveland Browns in the wild card round, they picked them apart. And what did Baltimore's defense do? They said, not so fast, my friend. Yeah. They pulled the Dikembe Mutombo. They <laughs> wagged the finger in their face, and you're sitting there, and you're going at, at the break. They'd given up 110 yards in, in, the, in the first half. Total. Man. In the second half, they were even better. They gave up 58 yards in the second half against this Houston Texans offense. That is complete and utter domination. And then you add on top of that, Lamar Jackson, we talked about this on Friday, that Lamar Jackson has not been running as much as he as he used to because he hasn't needed to, and he has been staying in the pocket. And what happened to the Houston Texans defense as they were trying to charge upfield and get outside because you have to set the edges so he Lamar Jackson does not escape. Lamar Jackson said, fine, 
I'll just keep my eyes downfield, step up in the pocket, and then boom. Takes off up the gut. Yes. And his legs were a killer for Houston. This the this added layer to the Baltimore Ravens offense of Lamar Jackson not just killing you when he decides to freelance and circle the defense and get outside and then either push the ball down the field or tuck it and run. Now you have to worry about our defensive ends can no longer just pin their ears back and set that edge on the outside. You've got to worry about him on the inside. Yeah. And that opens that's going to open up the passing game even more across the middle and Lamar Jackson will either kill you with his legs or he's going to pick you apart. The Baltimore Ravens, are they played the absolute best in the divisional round. They've been playing the best damn football for quite some time in the NFL. Yeah, well, and it was funny when you said the best quarterback in the NFL right now, I thought you were talking about Patrick Mahomes, but it sounds like you were talking about Lamar Jackson. Uh, no, it is Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, but Lamar Lamar's the best player in the league right now, man. Yeah, so you got best quarterback in the league versus what, what you know who might very well be the the league mvp yeah he is going to be the league mvp yeah right I, mean, I don't know how you don't no i mean this the way that baltimore attacked houston like it was you saw that week off it got them right healthy they and then oh by the way mark andrews is going to be playing next week yikes so on sunday mark andrews is going to be back added layer they didn't need, see the need to push him and they didn't lamar jackson was that damn dude when you have a team that can rush for more yards in the divisional round of the playoffs mm-hmm. then your opponent has total yards you're going to be a problem no matter who you play yeah here's your sign here's your sign <laughs> by the way bring it back mark andrews alongside likely there too that's uh uh you know isaiah likely that's quite the tight end duo yeah, it will be because likely had a couple of really big catches. Yeah, well, and that one touchdown where he, he basically he mossed him. Absolutely, just throw it up. That throw by Lamar, by the way, uh-huh. they didn't even. They said, "Well, that's a really difficult throw." They did not give credence to how hard that throw is mm-hmm. and how few of people can make that throw. Yeah, I mean, we have guys with just howitzers attached to their shoulders, and. We, I think we, we all of a sudden were like, eh, we're kind of numb to it. Like the Josh Allen throws, you have Herbert has some of those, right? You know, Mahomes will do that too, where you, they'll just boop make it look easy. Mm-hmm. And well, Jordan Love has this too, where Jordan Love off his back foot, he makes a lot of really difficult throws, bit him in the butt down the stretch of the game against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Yep, but. When you see a throw like what Jordan Love had when he pulls his Brett Favre and he rolls to the right and he throws it back across his body, and you're like, oh, so that's what a ball that floats a little bit looks like. It looks like an interception going the other way. Mm-hmm. What Lamar Jackson did on that throw is he's moving to the right and he just goes, whoop, on a line. Yeah. And then likely makes that throw. He's like, oh, likely Moss him. The throw was incredible because that's the only place that likely could have got it, too. Exactly, Because the defender was in good position. Lamar made a few of those throws, and his numbers weren't eye-popping throwing the football. No. But you don't need to be when you're running the ball as effectively as they were and playing within the context of the game. Yeah. Right? Yep. That That was a scary Baltimore Ravens team. Yeah. And John Harbaugh, like, everything about them is just understated and undervalued whether it's john harbaugh as a coach and his stature and, and take a look at the coaches that are left in in the playoffs you have andy reed john harbaugh kyle shanahan and then the kneecap biting son of a bitch dan campbell <laughs> who is 
I mean, he's a he's a god. Yeah, he's a hero in Detroit. Now. Absolutely, he took the Detroit Lions and he's got them in the conference championship game. But how long do you think till they, till they can officially drop the uh, Motor City Kitties moniker? No, keep it, <laughs> keep it. I love the Motor City Kitties because now it's like that doesn't fit how tough they are, right? right? <laughs> in the way they play, but everything is understated about this Baltimore team, where you look at it from their head coach to their MVP. Who's already won an MVP, by the way, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And whether they people wanted to knock his first MVP and say he didn't deserve it, he he won it, and he's going to win this one, and there will be nobody that can have that conversation of, oh, yeah, somebody was better. No, he's proven it for 17 weeks in the regular season, and now he's got one playoff game where he damn earned that, yeah. right? Kansas City's going to give him his troubles, and this is not like anointing the Baltimore Ravens, the AFC champions yet, right? because they are going up against a team that is the defending Super Bowl champion whose defense is vastly improved, and they got the best quarterback in the game in, in Patrick Mahomes. But when you look at what Baltimore did in the second half, Touchdown, 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 field goal. Those were their offensive possessions. Yeah. They got the ball four times and scored 24 points out of it. Not too shabby. Not too shabby That's how all. you win a playoff game. Absolutely everything yeah. about this team is understated. Well, and including when you talk about with Harbaugh, uh, uh, John Harbaugh, too. Imagine, just think of how little you hear coming out of his mouth versus his brother. <laughs> yeah. Jim likes to talk. Jim likes the sound of Jim's voice. Well, I think that is because we know this in America. families. We know this in families, right? Yeah. If there's one sibling that takes up all of the words, yeah, the other one has to be very judicious with what they say and when they say it. And you could tell that has that plays out in every press conference with John compared to Jim. When, and especially when you see the Harbaugh parents, Jack and Jacqueline, mm-hmm. who are both more like Jim. Like, John is adopted. <laughs> John's adopted. Yeah. And Jack was just like, I don't care. You're a football guy. I'm going to make you a football guy. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. But He's done all right. The, the personality profile, outside of the weird dance after the game, which I'll give him a 10 out of 10 dad dance. That, the, yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a Hall of Fame dad dance right there. You want, it, you want him at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> you know he... John Harbaugh is the guy who's like, oh, yeah, yeah. chicken dances up. I'm in. <laughs> we going to do electric slide? Huh? <laughs> who's got the Cupid shuffle? Yeah. We're going to get on this thing. We're about to dance, baby. Let's go hokey pokey. I'm going to turn myself around. Did not have him as a dancer. No. Did not Did not peg that one. Uh, but here we are. Just imagine Jim doing that in the khakis. That's pretty... <laughs> splitting him down the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was it was sheer domination uh, by the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, I just the way that Lamar Jackson is playing the quarterback position right now, it is it's it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, but it's got to be terrifying to everybody else. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because he has not been taking the hits, they have not added up over the course of the season. Yeah, and now you're looking at it as he's got a two game season left. Yeah, and he took a couple shots against the Houston Texans, but it wasn't anything that's going to slow him down. Yeah, this offense has another added layer and dimension to it. He's and, been fine tuning the things that he used to get criticized for, and he and I give Todd Monken a ton of credit, adding Zay Flowers and actually getting him 
a legitimate vertical wide receiver who has exceeded every expectation. They've found the right pieces at every single turn, and they are this like beacon of stability that nobody really wants to talk about because of the fact that what are the Pittsburgh Steelers in in their own division, right? Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers are no, that's that's the one, that's the franchise that's stable. Yeah. That's the that's the beacon of stability. They're always in the playoffs. They're always nine and eight. They never they never have a losing season. They only have three head coaches since you know nineteen seventy four or night. I think it's nineteen sixty seven maybe. Yeah. But you sit there and you look at it and you go, ah, no, it's it's got to be Pittsburgh. Right now, the team achieving it at the higher level is the Baltimore Ravens, and they waltz their way into the AFC Championship game, where they're going to have a meeting with a team that you want to call it escaping Buffalo. You can call it escaping Buffalo all you want, but they also won that damn game. And now we're looking at this Buffalo team with, here they go again. Danny Dusty on the fan. Here's Rust. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us, the game on the line, he will. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. That was a call on CBS. What a call from Jim Nance, too. And you hate to have those holstered as a broadcaster because you know how crushing that is to all the Bills fans that are watching. Right, no kidding. But that's what makes Nance the GOAT right there is he had it in his pocket and that that kick going wide right for Tyler Bass, one, I feel for the guy because you think of all of the plays that lead up to a potential game-tying field goal, and you you have so many other plays that he's not a part of that, that could have turned the tides of that game. Yeah, Look at the fact there's three drops in that game. Two of them by Stephon Diggs, one of them eight, enormous drop yeah. on a perfectly placed ball yeah. by Josh Allen. You almost goes, couldn't even call it a drop because it just went straight through his hands. He didn't even touch it. But then you go, okay, you missed that 41-yard field goal. Okay. Patrick Mahomes also had the ball for, he had a minute and 43 seconds left to work with. Yeah. And a timeout. Yep. There was plenty of time for Patrick Mahomes to go and snatch the soul from the Buffalo Bills because we've seen that play out. I don't know. We saw it a couple years ago yeah. in overtime. He's good at snatching right? souls. So even if they make it, they have regulation and then potentially overtime right. to go off of as well. That doesn't make any Bills fan feel any better about the situation, but it it, it is one of those things that I, I do... Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm saying this. I do feel for kickers <laughs> in those moments because there are so many... If you take that the butterfly effects of what happens, like how about the the drive, you know, before the missed field goal where they go a three and out and they go nowhere but backwards on the drive. There were plenty of opportunities for the Buffalo Bills to keep themselves out of that situation. Yeah, and they did not. Um, and this is what it comes down to. There's something 
fundamentally wrong with the Buffalo Bills, and it's not Josh Allen. Josh Allen's taken a ton of uh, flack because, look, he's the quarterback, and he's supposed to be the franchise guy. Right. And there, I will say, there were times where he was playing hero ball down the stretch, and it's not just because I had a six-leg parlay where if James Cook gets one more catch for four yards, I hit the six-leg parlay. It's probably helping this conversation, <laughs> but there were plenty of times where Josh Allen, instead of trying to drive the ball down the field for either a near interception or an incompletion, he could have checked down right. and, and gotten the sure yards to alleviate a lot of the pressure. I mean, a lot of people are going to, you know, the force ball on the double post where he had Stephon Diggs wide going across, across the, middle, the middle, wide open across the middle. Yeah. And you have to, like, and these are the parts where you sit there and you know, all right. We talked about this last week. Well, was that on when, third down, too? Because that was yeah. the play right before the field goal. Yeah. It felt like a lot to try to go for in that spot. Well, and uh, I think that was second down. Was it okay? If I am correct, I think that was second down. Um, but yeah, he took two shots deep. But you have to know in that situation that if you're Josh Allen, in the, with the aggressiveness that Sean McDermott plays with, that you are going to be in four down territory right there, right? Like if you pick up, if you pick up five, okay, on, on that second down, then you, what does the playbook do? It opens way up for you. If yeah. you're in a third and four as opposed to a third and nine where you're like, OS, I've got to push this ball down the field. Yeah. And this, so there is a little bit element of that. And there, we talked about last week how Joe Brady in, in the offense had pulled those reins back on Josh Allen a little bit. And he was playing far more within himself in the context of the game. It, it got to him a couple of times. That's also what makes Josh Allen great. And you don't want to take that away from Josh Allen. Right. But also look at the fact that their, their defensive injuries, uh, the amount of injuries that they had, and we, that's not even talking about how limited this receiving core, and I think this is why with Josh Allen, pull those reins back a little bit. You don't have Gabe Davis. Mm -hmm. You you lose uh, Shakir, and he's dinged up in that game. You're limited in your skill positions. They were limited on defense. They mentioned in the broadcast, they only dressed four linebackers in that game, and one of them got hurt. Yikes. You know, yeah. he ended up coming back into the game, but how thin they are and how depleted they were all season long. You know, whether it was your best corner who just comes back from an injury, he gets hurt again. Matt Milano goes down with that broken leg at the beginning of the year. Like, they just kept taking shot after shot after shot. And this is why it's like injury luck is a real thing over the course of the year. And how you can't count on, you know, just because we made it to a conference championship game one year, we're going to make it back the next year. Or you go right. to a Super Bowl the one year, you're going to make it back the next year. Nothing's There's guaranteed. Roster turnover injury luck, it all plays a massive role into it. And we're going to talk about that with the San Francisco 49ers coming up because all of a sudden you're looking at them going, uh-oh, they, they they look, we've seen two games this year without Debo Samuel. And they did not look like the same team without Debo Samuel when he went down against the Green Bay Packers on Saturday. But with the as it pertains to the Buffalo Bills, like all of the fingers you want to point at Josh Allen, there's so many other places that you can look at. Was he part of the problem? Absolutely. Yeah. But it wasn't Tyler Bass and it wasn't Josh Allen who who lost that game. You you had so many plays left on the field, including, you know, it it was kind of a non-factor because of the worst rule in sports ended up rearing its ugly head. <sighs> yes, it did. But when Damar Hamlin goes for a fake punt in minus territory 
during a uh, when you're trailing by three in that was one of the more I don't care if they're if you have numbers. I don't care if you are sitting there and you're like, they only had 10 guys on the field. It was fourth down in four yeah. in minus territory yeah. of a three point game in the divisional round of the playoffs with Patrick effing Mahomes as the other quarterback. Don't call your fake punt. No. <laughs> I mean, right. I understand, and the, like people be like, ah, the call was there. I get it. Yeah. I get, I get all of that. Time and place. Yes. And there is a time and place for everything. And that was the, the absolute wrong play at the wrong time. And it damn near bit him, except for Mikkel Hardman had the worst game of anybody this weekend. <laughs> he had two touches. Minus one yard, two fumbles. Yikes. And fumbled out of the end zone. Yeah. And, I mean, it doesn't get much worse than the weekend that Miko Harmon did. Imagine if they lose that football game. Imagine if, if we go full on butterfly effect. Right. Bass makes the makes a field goal. They stop Kansas City, and Josh Allen ends up scoring in overtime, and they win. Yeah. Uh, Miko Hardman doesn't get on that plane back. Right. <laughs> They're leaving his ass in Buffalo. They're they're Lane Kiffining him on the tarmac. Now remind me if it, it, within the field of play, if the player fumbles the ball forward and it goes out of bounds, it just goes back to the spot where the ball was fumbled. Correct. That is correct. Why yeah. do we not do that? Yeah. Why does it not yeah. apply here too? Uh, I don't know. They want rules that benefit the defense. I think I think it's the dumbest rule ever because we saw it. Actually, we saw it with Dalton Kincaid in that uh, in the game mm-hmm. where the fumble where he slapped it out of bounds, right? Yes. I mean, and they said, oh, you know, illegal batting of the ball. He hit the ball forward. What? (laughs) (laughs) But Miko Hardman's fumble where it goes, because the ball, you can bat it backwards. Right. Can't bat it forward, though. But Miko Hardman airmails it out of the back of the end zone. That's a touchback for Buffalo. Yeah. I think it's a dumb rule. It didn't hurt the Chiefs, though. But that's where you go down to. There are so many other plays in a game that you that Tyler Bass wasn't the reason for it. You got one job. Yeah, it was and windy. He missed it pretty bad. It was cold. I, I, well, I look though. Did you see the flags at the top of the uprights though? They weren't moving a ton right there when he kicked that ball. Yeah, I was. I was noticing that. Yeah, they, they were, were not. They were. They were hanging down. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo was on their game though. But they, the fan base. Yes. S- throwing snowballs there was a on the on the t- uh on the touchdown throw uh-huh. Mahomes had in the end zone they're throwing snowballs at the <laughs> at the receiver as he's trying to catch a ball that oh, was man. his third and goal yeah. and they're just rearing back and they're ready yeah. like anything hey anything and you know that these guys are all hamskied in the parking lot like hey yeah. if this guy's going to the end zone we our seats we got to have the arsenal ready See, we got to like, buddy the elf this thing. You feel like that'd be a a, a a Philly fan type thing, except I guess with them it'd probably be beer bottles. No, when you have that much alcohol run through your system, it's a uh, you're predetermined. Like all bets are off. It yeah. Doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, they had snowballs, and look, that's the home field advantage. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I helped shovel all the snow. I can throw snowballs. <laughs> yeah, right. And then they were pelting Mahomes. You see Mahomes after the game. He went to go say hi to some Kansas City fans that uh-huh. were like in the front row. And he started running like just past the sideline towards the stands to go and greet him. 
it, there was snowballs just humming. This is post game. Yeah, this is po- they're like, nope, no, you're not coming over to say hi to anybody. And for those poor KC fans, they're sitting there like, this is our moment to meet Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, only to be <laughs> sullied by these snowballs, snowballs that yeah. are. Just, <laughs> he was like, I'm out. See ya. Well, then I think it was too. Was it? Uh, was it Chris Jones giving the old double barrel salute while getting snowballs thrown at him well, too? That. Was at the end of the game, right back to Buffalo when Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown. Yeah, they gave the double birds like there, and of course, two dudes wearing sixty nine jerseys. Of course, front row. Yes, you know they're just sitting there like double barreling uh, at at Kelsey. That that's like just waving in Buffalo at this point. <laughs> you know, greetings. That's and just like it's just like hey, how you doing? Yeah, neighbor, what's going on, neighbor? <laughs> I got something for you. But the real MVP of that game was none other than Travis Kelsey's brother. What? Hey. By the way, Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, the fact that they have overtook Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Jerry Rice as the combination to to connect on the most touchdowns in NFL postseason history. That's crazy. That is not a stat we should take lightly. No. They have been so damn special. Yeah. Those and, were a couple of long-time combos. Yeah. In the relatively short order that they have been able to do that in. Yeah has been absolutely incredible. Like, they are a duo, and we, I, I think, you know, we had a texture of Vancouver Ford text on 503-864-6326. We have, it, it, he said that, look, we all the great tight ends we have playing now. And, and Detroit just went and signed Zach Ertz off the street because yep. uh, Wright got injured. He hurt his forearm. And so they're going to have Sam Laporte and Zach Ertz. I don't know. Zach Ertz is not going to play that much and play a big role, uh-huh. especially this weekend. But just think, we do, with Mark Andrews coming back, you have like Isaiah Likely in Baltimore, Sam Laporta in Detroit, George Kittle in, in San Francisco. We have got some incredible yeah, tight end play. That's a murderer's row right there. Well, And it's the most undervalued position in sports. Mm. It, it really and truly is. Like They block, they are receivers, and if you got a guy that can do both, your offense opens up so much more for you. It is it is truly incredible, the tight end play that we have. But the real MVP of the game was none other than uh, Jason Kelsey. And I'll, I'll, go, I'll give you my reasons why he's the most valuable player of the weekend. Next on The Fan. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. She's got style, she's got grace, she's a winner. She's a lady. We'll have a lot more on the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round of the playoffs, including Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes just finding ways to win. And how how incredible that is. And when you, we talk about a coach and a quarterback together, they they are never going to be the same when they split apart. Their dominance and how effective they are, just how special Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are. And hopefully they're together for their entire careers because there is a trust that trickles down to everybody. Yeah. And well, we'll it's get- not like we haven't seen a... Uh, uh- Similar breakup like that in the last couple of years. That's right. And how it's gone for each party. Well, yeah. And look, like, and yeah, Brady and Belichick, obviously, the, the two that everybody talks about, even though Tom Brady did win that championship in, in Tampa Bay, it was different. 
it was different because you can split them up and it will it, it just is we'll we'll get into it. It's going to be different. But the real MVP was Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey's brother. Yes. In a luxury suite in Buffalo. I first started uh d- it was actually during the Lions Buccaneers game. I was perusing on Twitter and I go, "Oh, uh, oh, okay. Here we are now." Uh-huh. A video of Jason Kelsey in the parking lot tailgating with the Bills Mafia. <laughs> and not just tailgating with the Bills Mafia, drinking beer out of a bowling ball. Oh, wow. Out of it, I, I don't know how or why. Yeah. But Jason Kelsey, I just see this video of him pounding beers in the parking lot in no shirt, a a a beanie on. And drinking beer out of a bowling ball, and everybody's just going crazy. Yes. I have a question. Uh-huh. How much beer can one fit inside a bowling ball? Boy, I don't know. I, the because bowling the, balls aren't hollow, but this one I'm assuming is. I was say, because those things, they're pretty solid outside of the finger holes there. That's right. That's right. I have no idea. I mean, unless you're trying to go Century Club with the bowling ball or something. But. I think that was the least of Jason Kelsey's <laughs> uh, worries. Exactly how much beer am I getting out of this ball? Because this leads me to why he was MVP number two. All right? Bullet point number two. I don't care at what point or what photo or what video you saw of Jason Kelsey at this game. He had a beer in his hand. Yep. He had a Bud Light in his hand the entire game. Yes. Like, whether it was, like, the shots of uh, Taylor Swift where... Jason Kelsey's just sitting behind her without a shirt on still. Yeah, exactly. Just drink in a beanie, drinking a Bud Light, wearing sweatpants and Timberlands, yeah. right? He is just a manimal at this point. Whether you want to see the videos or the photos of him when he jumped out of the luxury box into the first row and just started pounding beers with fans yeah. and just going like full on wrestler, just cutting a promo. Yeah. He was just pounding beers with with the people. Man of the people, this Jason Kelsey is. And then the part that took it over the edge is there was a little girl who had a sign for Taylor Swift, a Buffalo fan, right? A, 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 a small girl, probably five or six years old, yeah. who probably was flipping off Travis Kelsey, her boyfriend, as he was entering the stadium, <laughs> if we're quite honest, because, again, the Buffalo greeting is a double-barrel salute. Trav- or Jason Kelsey lifts this little girl up, so she's like basically in the luxury suite. Yeah. And demands Taylor Swift comes and says hi to her. <laughs> Tay-Tay! Dude, guy is a legend at Absol- this point. Yeah, absolutely. And you always look around and you see there's always like this air of people looking uncomfortable uh, because of Taylor Swift's presence. Yeah. Absolutely nothing changed with this man. No. He's he, just he, like, that's my brother's girlfriend. He's like, I will still not wear my shirt. Yeah. And I will be behind you <laughs> in this luxury suite. And... I am, in fact, wearing gray sweatpants with Timberland boots, and that's it. Now, what I wonder uh, next week: can we get he and T Swift in matching outfits? The oh, it, only if they're like Jake Browning's girlfriends. Now that if we do that, if she's wearing like the the one the onesie like the speed skater suit, right? Now we're talking. Yeah, give me give me Jason Kelsey and T Swizzle looking like that. The guy's a damn legend, though. He's a man of the people, and that's why offensive linemen are great human beings. Yes. Because they will not change for anybody. They got to have a little bit of that crazy up there. Yeah. 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 And I, I I really do. I wonder if Taylor Swift is like, you know what? The Kelsey family makes me feel normal. Right. In a, in a world where nothing about my world is normal, 
I mean, everybody knows. We all have these people in the family. Hell, I am that person in my family. The person that just doesn't know how to act at certain points. And is just going to, I'm just going to do my thing. You know, am I going to drink too much at family events? You're damn straight I am. (laughs) May I say something that offends most people, but gets a few laughs? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's going to happen. That's okay. And I wonder if Taylor Swift's like, you know what? He makes me feel normal. Exactly. This this bearded animal out here. <laughs> and I wonder what the people that are like the yes men and women around Taylor Swift. Yes. I wonder what they feel about it. Like, they're just like, they're there because they just say, you're right, Taylor. That's great. And then all of a sudden there's this maniac who rams his head into other grown men for a living. Yeah. Without a shirt, just wearing his sweatpants. Spilling all over it, assuming it looked like he peed his pants the entire game. Right. And he might have, because he's a lineman. Yeah. That's how they operate. He's my true MVP of the weekend, and God bless you. I appreciate you, Jason Kelsey. It really makes me want to get a 62 jersey, even though I know he's retiring. Probably makes it a little easier that he's retiring now. Maybe I'll get the Cincinnati one and not wear it ever, but just have it. Just to be like, it's uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. There you go. Who is nothing like his brother. No. They're quite different. Yeah. They they both have screws loose, but they're in different ways, different parts. Different screws are loose. Yeah. 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 yeah great uh, point here, too. The way Jason jumped back into the luxury box is amazing. That, I mean, that's a hot He You have to get up there. I don't think I caught him jumping back up in. Yeah. He didn't but, go walk around and take the elevator back right. up. He He... Spider-Man himself right back into that <laughs> in that box, and he wasn't wearing a shirt, and it's like yeah. twenty degrees outside. And that's a large fellow. We need more heroes like him. Yeah. Well, we got we got heroes like him. They're biting kneecaps off. The best story of the NFL playoffs. Truly America's team. Next on the fan.